This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. Our final guest for today is a recurring guest on this show who we love, Nicole Epps, Managing Director of Programs and Policy at World Childhood Foundation USA. Nicole, welcome back on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be back. Yes, <laughs> we're thrilled. <laughs> I know. So you were you were on the show back in April when the pandemic was still fairly new, and we were talking a little bit about some, some trends that we were seeing. Um, what are you seeing now in terms of uh, some of the risks for kids online and, and how things have changed? You know, I think that in April, I wanted to say if we got to speak again, that things were going to be so much better. And unfortunately, I don't have that much great news. I think Mm. our children are still working remotely. There has been such a large increase in the number of children who are disclosing on hotlines for the first time, particularly with our partner, Rain. We also see a huge increase in the number of child sexual abuse materials online as our children are home and unfortunately our offenders are at home. But I do think it's a great opportunity for us to have conversations like this to say we can still keep our children safe in this new life. I'm not going to say new normal. There's nothing normal about it. But we can get ready for the school year and, and try to help our children and ourselves be resilient. Where do you think, Nicole, that more awareness and spotlight needs to be shined on right now? Well, I think as a mom right now, I think it's as we look to the new school year. So many of us are grappling with if our children are doing all remote learning, is it hybrid, are they going back in person? But we know that they will be spending time online. So one of the things that I think we can focus on as parents and responsible adults is actually reaching out to our school and our administrators to make sure that they are aware of the challenges that our children are facing. And what I mean by that is saying it's not enough to, you know, give them Chromebooks or Zoom, but really empowering our teachers to have breakout sessions with children one-on-one to see how they're doing, reminding our teachers and administrators that they are mandatory reporters, sharing resources with children and parents at the beginning of the year where they can disclose and or get help. And when I mean by help, that's not just necessarily talking about, you know, child online safety. It's also the resources for mental health challenges. Our kids have spent about six months outside of the classroom without their friends, without other responsible adults around them. So ensuring that we're putting on webcam covers and blocking um, the sites that our children shouldn't be in and then making sure that our school is aware of what's going on. And then we have to couple this pandemic with also the racial pandemic um, that we're currently going through. So, I mean, this is kind of one crisis on top of another crisis. And, And it's going to take adults like us who are engaged, who are informed and willing to ask those tough questions, even if it makes us uncomfortable. So that, I mean, that raises some really good points. First of all, I want to, I want to get into kind of the, the socioeconomic and racial inequalities in a moment, but how, 
how can parents talk to their children about some of these big issues and, and open up that dialogue? Because I, I'm going to get vulnerable for a second. Yeah. I feel like I'm on like my last nerve after five <laughs> or six months of this. Yeah. And like, even the, you know, like the, the dumbest thing that happens in my family, like we're all snapping at each other. Yeah. Um, so how do you, in an environment like that, encourage, uh, you know, openness and honesty and the ability to have difficult conversations when everyone's been on top of each other for six months now? Well, I will be equally vulnerable and say at this point, we're all not getting along with each other in this house. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel your pain and I understand. And, you know, this is something that I've been trying to institute. It's the importance of having a schedule. And creating these breaks in your day between your on and your offline life, but also extending grace to yourself as parents. I know as moms, we're super tough on ourselves um, and saying, look, I'm not going to be perfect. But if your children are fed, they're safe. You know, (laughs) they know even if you're having a bad day that there are more good days than bad days. Guess what? You won parenting today. And we don't say that enough. Um, You know, I look on Instagram and I'm like, who are these moms who get to craft and do all these amazing things? Well, I'm just like, you know, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, (laughs) please go. Um, So that would be the first step. The other thing is, I think, finding those moments when you are not on top of each other. Like maybe you're watching a show and saying, here's an example of something like, oh, you know, have you ever had a feeling where you felt kind of left out or, or I felt that way? And modeling the behavior. I mean, I'm a mom of color who's raising an African-American daughter right now. Scary, scary times. Hmm. And I can't in good faith say to her now at 11, you know, it's not like the two-year-old when you could just say, oh, don't worry about it. We'll watch Snow White or something. But, you know, I've said to her, yeah, I get it. It's really scary what you're seeing right now. And, yes, there are some people who don't like people for things that they can't change about who they are. And that's not just race. That's, you know, sexual orientation, having disabilities, living in a different community. But then I try to always point to her, look at the people who are doing the work. So I say, look at the people who continue to be kind, because there are just as many stories. And then giving her the opportunity to say, ask any of the questions that she may have. You know, she's asked me, do, do I feel scared? I said, yes, yeah, sometimes I do. What do you do when you feel scared? And then I'll say things that between you and your listeners may not be true. I mean, I try to do yoga. I could do more of that. But <laughs> talking about self-care, talking about that there's good and bad in all of us, that we don't hate people. We may dislike individuals and their actions. But then also telling her that she herself, even at 11, can change the world in the way she interacts with her family and her friends and who she'll grow up to be. And I know a lot of that seems kind of Pollyanna, but children want the truth in a way that they can handle and can work through it, but they also need hope. They need a solution. And, you know, for her, some of our solutions are, well, what can we do? So some of the solutions we've had, it's, you know, making a point to say, making sure I'm welcoming to the new students that are coming in this grade, helping to make signs for, you know, we've had some smaller kind of protests in our town, participating in those ways to show that you can be active and have a voice no matter how old you are. And, I mean, right now I I think it's working, but we're all really doing the best that we can. There's no manual for this. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Well, we're speaking with Nicole Epps, Managing Director of Programs and Policy at World Childhood Foundation USA. Um, Nicole, in our final moments together, first of all, I just want to thank you for all the incredible work you're doing, especially in this time of so much uncertainty, socioeconomic differences being highlighted, racial inequality coming to the forefront. Um, how, what are you most uh, excited about that, that, you're, that you guys are working on right now? And how can we all be supportive of, of children? You know, thank you so much. And thank you again for continuing this conversation. But I think the thing that we are the most proud of are the resources we put on our website, which is www.childhood-usa.org backslash resources. And we have resources that are both national and international that provide tools and skill-based videos for kids, for parents, for teachers um, to keep children safe, how to have some of the conversations we discussed today, how to check in on where your children are online, and we're constantly um, adding to this resource list. So I invite uh, your listeners to to check in once a week or once a month because we're constantly adding new resources, even some worksheets, that parents can have these conversations in general. So I think that would be a great start. But, of course, please feel free to share um, any information about myself. Happy to answer any questions and, and help us all together get through this because I think it's the only way. Thank you so much. Nicole, can you remind us of the website one more time where we can access these reports? Sure. It's www.childhood-usa.org backslash resources. Thank you so much. Well, I truly hope, Nicole, the next time that we have you on this show that we are turning a corner with positive news. But in the meantime, I do so appreciate the work you're doing to keep all of our children safe in this time. So thank you so much and stay safe and stay sane yourself. Thank you so much again and wishing you and your children a happy school year. We'll get there. Thank you. Thank you. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 